Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kent Cricket Podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Kent Cricket Community Trust, which aims to make a positive impact in our local community. To find out more, head to kentcricket.co.uk slash kcct. My name is Cameron and this week I'm thrilled to say I'm joined by our brand new signing, Mr. Michael Cohen. First off, is it okay to call you Mikey? I've seen that people call you that. Yeah, honestly, it's one of the kinder nicknames I've been called in the changing room. (laughs) How are you feeling now you've officially joined the Spitfires? It's all over our social medias now. What is it like to be a Spitfire? Uh, Honestly, I'm absolutely thrilled. I've just been at the ground, met the team and just absolutely raring to get going. April can't come quick enough for me personally. That's great. I want to hear more about how you've got into the sport initially. Then we'll get to, well, today, where you've just come and joined the side. So what is your earliest memory and who got you into playing? So my grandfather on my mum's side, he was quite a keen cricketer and he grew up playing cricket in Zimbabwe. As soon as I could walk out a tennis ball in my hand and playing little games in the garden, which was almost like putting the ball through each other's legs. And if you could get it through each other's legs, it was a point. So kind of uh, being brought along the path of playing cricket and then from there developed into garden cricket and then into driveway cricket, which was pretty much using the, the car bonnet as an, as an <laughs> auto wiki, which caused a lot of dents in the car, but very much worth it. So from, because uh, obviously you grew up in South Africa, whereabouts in South Africa were you? Cape Town. In Cape Town. And you mentioned your grandfather there. Is this the same grandfather that I know was well, a world champion boxer, or is this a different one? No, this that was uh, on my uh, dad's side. On your dad's side. Well, yeah. I, now that I've mentioned it, okay, I was going to bring up a bit later, but please tell us about your grandfather who was the boxer. So he was a bantamweight world champion boxer. I think the years are from 1954 to 1956. So Rather. quite lucky that, you know, with his genetics, that has passed through. And I think that's <laughs> where the ability to bowl fast naturally came mm-hmm. from. Yeah, And so I will say that there's a little bit of pedigree that came down. I don't think that grandfather was particularly happy with the sport nor understood it at all because he was French. But quite honestly, it was was quite rewarding to go back and look at videos and really idolise this sort of the work ethic and the amount of determination that it took to get there. Were you ever into boxing yourself to follow in his footsteps? Unfortunately, it just didn't come naturally to me at all. I'll say I'm more of a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) Any other sports? Because I know that in South African schools in particular, you've got these amazing stories of you take AV who can basically play professional sport in multiple ones. So was there any other sports that you enjoyed other than cricket? Was it always cricket? I always loved cricket. That was always the first love Mm -hmm. and something I was always competitive with. Competitive naturally with other sports. I played hockey, football, and a little bit of uh, rugby growing up. Unfortunately, rugby just wasn't for me at all. I <laughs> gave that up pretty quickly and moved on to whatever other ball sport there, there was available at the time. But definitely nowhere near as talented as AB when it comes to <laughs> a natural, multidiscipline sportsman. Of course, you were incredibly talented at, and you had a seemingly meteoric rise in, was cricket. So I've seen here that you went from going playing for the Western Provinces under-17s B side to taking a fifer for the Cape Cobras in just over a year. Is that right? And what happened within that year? So I moved to club cricket from where I was playing cricket at school at Redham House. And their cricket at the school at the time wasn't particularly great and didn't play at the top division. And I needed more of a challenge. And I joined Western Province Cricket Club to kind of work my way up to the first team, Started in the fourth team, bowled quickly, 
got up to the first team within it was pretty much within a year mm-hmm. and got an opportunity to play in the first team and carried on through and made a bit of a wave yeah. out of taking club cricket. Like you have a new bowl on the block and got a few people talking. And I was selected for an under 17 B team. How the system works, you get 17 A's, 17 B's, 19 A, which is your premier side and your 19 B's. And there was an injury in the 19 A side of one of the fast bowlers. And I got a call, which after I'd finished my interprovincial, which is an intercounty week to say, there's been an injury. Can you come up to this tournament? I was quite surprised because there were two teams above with the 17 A's and the 19 B's. I got given the opportunity. I played the first game and did well. (laughs) And it kind of happened. That week went well, was selected for the team the next year. And then it just skyrocketed from there. And was it always a case of you wanting to be a pro cricketer? Was it that period when you realised, hey, I've got something here? Or was it before that, that was always your ambition? If I'm honest with you, just bold. I just right. bowled. I loved bowling. I loved competing. Mm-hmm. And it was just a raw love of bowling fast. And wherever that took me, it took me. It was. It just so happened that it was against the best players in the country at, at a certain point. And and you speak about that that meteoric rise. Mm. I'd find myself playing in the depths of northern South Africa to go in and play against Bangladesh within yeah. it was a year and a bit. And nothing had changed. I still didn't know where the ball was landing, <laughs> what I was doing, you know, playing with unbelievable guys that I'd looked up to around me and kind of thinking like, why the hell am I here? Who shaped that part of your life? Like maybe a player, a coach, who was the one that was really giving you the best advice? giving you the confidence because like you're saying you've gone from playing in the outer suburbs of professional cricket to being right at the center of it who really helped you during that time so it was more about being given the opportunity to showcase skills there were a couple of coaches along the way that really assisted but it came more so from being mental to and being given the confidence to say you can bowl fast if it goes everywhere it's okay Mm -hmm. we just want you to bowl fast showcase your skills and just get people out and the couple that come to mind in particular was Rashid Lewis, who was the first team coach of West Province Cricket Club, who brought me up early with a big bunch of you know, big, strong guys who had played first-class cricket before in a team which had first-class players like Michael Rippon, who's gone on to play yeah. New Zealand A, Travis mm-hmm. Muller, and a couple of, say, Brontengelbrecht was in the side right. too. So it was quite a talented side, and I was quite young. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was Graham October, was a convener of selectors for that under-19 provincial side yeah. and those two kind of gave me some of the biggest opportunities to kind of shape my career right. in that way so it was more so from a, a point of being given the opportunity and just being led to showcase ability and then obviously you did that and as I said you had this amazing rise and that led to in 2019 of course you signing a two-year deal with Derbyshire but how did that materialize of course the other side of the world, you've got this opportunity to uh, move over and play for Derbyshire. How, what was the first kind of contact between you two? So Leas Deploy was at Derby at the time. Right. And he had heard that I had a French passport. Mm-hmm. And with the Brexit window closing, I was kind of really, it was always a dream to play county cricket. It wasn't necessarily to go and you know, cricket was never the, the main ambition, but it was, if it ever happened, mm-hmm. I would love to go and play county cricket. I'd love to have the opportunity of bowling at Lords, yeah. bowling at Newlands, mm-hmm. whether that's a corporate event or whether that's yeah. playing professionally, however it materialised. And so with the Brexit window closing, I said, you know, I would love to have the opportunity to come down to play. Yeah. And Leas put my name forward. 
and they were interested and I flew up and they're like what they saw and it materialized uh, from there. But I will have to say the first place that I did come to in the UK was actually have a bowl in Canterbury in 2019, which I find it quite funny that it's come full, full circle. circle. I actually, at the time, was involved with Canterbury. They were excited about you in particular because I think they were like, if you'd come, they may have been able to have you as their overseas. I don't know if that has any truth to it because I, when I heard that we'd signed you, I was like, I remember that name. And I think it was from like that 2019 period that you were coming to, was it to trial here or just to... It was to trial. So I joined Kent when they were training in Stellenbosch right. in 2019, end of 2018, somewhere around there, just to join Alan Donald as a bowling coach because at the time at Franchise and you know, the provincial setup where I was based and contracted, we didn't necessarily have a bowling coach or mentor right. that was there and went through to Stellenbosch and said, can I bowl a couple of this? Can I work with Alan Donald? Mm-hmm. And Kent were very kind to let me come into the space and have a bowl and gave some advice. And he said, you know, why don't you just come through? Yeah. Come through and come have a bowl at Kent and then you can go off from there. Mm-hmm. And so Canterbury was the first place I came. Right. Had one or two bowling sessions here, was looking to sign for Canterbury Cricket Club and then moved off. To Derby. To, yeah, moved off to Derby from there. Well, I'm very happy that you've made your way back eventually. But with that little detour to Derby... But it was the latter half of 2019. Of course, we don't like to talk about it that much, but obviously COVID hit just a few months later. How was that for you? Because I assume you were in the country at that point here. New country, supposedly about to make your professional debut here in England. And then, of course, it all stopped. How was that period for you? Did you have family here? or No, I, so I kind of had no one around. I had a couple of weeks in the country just setting myself up. So it was mm-hmm. quite difficult kind of being in a new space, Yeah, no awareness of surroundings or support networks so that was quite difficult but found a way to try and keep myself fit mm-hmm. and try and keep myself going to the first game a debut game at Derbyshire which was quite special yeah for me and how did you find those experiences playing in the blast playing county championship you've got a fifa of course what was that like making because you were saying that was your dream to come be that pro cricketer i don't know have you now have you bowled at lords yet or is that still to come i have bowled at lords have on bowled one at of the bowling strips okay yes. But how did you find making your professional debut playing in those tournaments like the Blast and the County Championship? I have to, it always fills me with a lot of pride looking back Mm -hmm. at these experiences. But when you're playing, it's kind of try and switch off your brain Mm -hmm. and take away emotion. This is a lot easier to perform. That's for me personally, detaching a little bit of emotion from the situation. Sure. And that's how I try and perform at my best. Mm-hmm. But I look back on it and you, know, you have little breaks, lunch break, tea break, and you can switch off your, your brain for a second. You go, that was awesome. Yeah. And you, you're obviously around, <laughs> around guys in the change room who've been there, who've done that. Yeah. And it's not a big thing, but you go just randomly smiling in the changing room <laughs> just because oh, I've picked up a two for here <laughs> or I've been hit for 93 runs. But jeez, yeah. I still love it. Oh, that's awesome. But you're now going to be doing this in a Kent shirt, which is great for us. But I'd love to know, how has this move materialised? When did the murmur start happening? Obviously, was it with Simon, with Simon Cook or Paul Downton? How did that kind of link happen? So I knew George Linder from playing in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I was having a look at the squads around. I looked at Kent and I went, there were a couple of bowlers short at the time. And I asked if I could speak to Cookie directly. Okay. And... Sent a message to Simon Cook, put myself out there, joined one of the training sessions just before the Lancashire, the final yeah. county uh, championship game. And 
pretty much materialized within the next couple of days. So, so it's it was quite, quite recent. A, it was very recent and, and very quick. Well, talking about very quick, I get very excited when I see that you're described as a, and I quote, genuine fast bowler. You don't see that often these days. And So what kind of speeds do you think we can potentially expect to see this year? And what else can we expect to see from you out on that pitch this coming year? Well, I'm hoping I'll be above 85 wow. minimum. That's generally where I would like to operate. Wow. Obviously, that fluctuates depending on the game and sure. when's accuracy needed. But to try and top up, I'd love to get to 90 and 90 plus to that's really going full steam. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, we have the, the great privilege of working with Steph Jones mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, yep. the setup, and I'm really hoping that that will also add a couple towards that sort of dream. What to expect on the field? Absolutely just smile, love it, and just want to compete as much as I can and be the grittiest player on the field. And you mentioned it briefly, you have a, a French passport, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So this is something really unique that you could, in fact, play for the French national team, is this right? Is that something that you would like to do? Of course, we've got Grant Stewart here, plays for Italy. It'd be really nice to add another international bowler to the ranks. Is that something that you'd look to do in the future? That is. I mean, obviously schedule dependent. Of course. I know, I know the European qualifiers are in June 2024, uh, which obviously coincides with the blast. That does coincide with the blast. So yeah. there, if there's an opportunity which doesn't impact mm-hmm. what we're doing at Kent and that materialised, I'd love that. Love that would that. be awesome. That would be so cool. Well, we've had a few questions in. These are a bit more quick fire short questions for you so first off who is your cricketing idol oh, there's a couple for various reasons if i can go short answer yeah. best left arm ever vossi macrom uh that, yeah well absolutely nailed on uh well we kind of mentioned this a bit before and i'd love to speak about this with you in a lot more detail maybe another time but what are your hobbies outside of cricket so love playing the guitar yeah love music honestly it's it's the greatest sort of period i can get away mm-hmm. from the game and just helps me de-stress and provides a different challenge and a different irritation trying to learn <laughs> very tricky pieces. Yeah. Well, you should have seen people when he when Mikey came in. He knows more about audio production than I do, so uh, could be having a new producer to the show coming up in the new season. What are you most looking forward to for playing for Kent? If I'm honest with you, it's, it's just bowling a cricket ball and competing at the highest level mm-hmm. with a bunch of friends and really performing and achieving goals and working towards it. Yeah. And I think that is such a beautiful thing at Canterbury, considering the surrounding, mm-hmm. how nice the lads are around the changing room. It's just the perfect environment to be able to go and do it and really love creating work towards that. How is your body doing, by the way? Because I, I, I did read that you had a quite bad injury. Was it a year or so or a bit longer ago? How are you? Are you fully fit at the moment? Honestly, I'm feeling strong, been bowling in the nets, uh, full out. Oh. It's been honestly awesome. Exciting. Touch wood. Yep. Should just continue. And I guess final question for now. What is your plans between now and, is it March when you'll be going away for pre-season? So we, I go back to South Africa January, February. Okay. So I have a longer opportunity to make sure that I'm playing and ready for April. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that at Western Province Cricket Club. Right. Back cool. at Kyle. I haven't yeah. had the opportunity to play there for, for years upon years. So once again, the full circle <laughs> coming in once again. So there, January, Feb, getting my workloads up. Yeah. Rejoin the squad in March when we get back outdoors. Yeah. Then hit the ground running for, for April. Uh, I bet you're excited to get back Can't to South wait. Africa. Yeah. 
especially in the, the cold months here down in Cape Town. Oh, I'm jealous. Awesome. That was so great to have this kind of introductory chat with you before we get going next season. But before we go, everyone, I need to remind you that you can get entry to every single scheduled home match next season by becoming a Kent member for 2024. It's currently only £130 for 18 to 30 year olds in our club young adult category. To find out more, go to kentcricket.co.uk slash membership. And remember, gift options are available for this festive season. So go get your membership now. Mikey, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to get to know you a little bit better. And we can't wait to see you bowling absolute rockets in the new season. Thank you so much, Cameron. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Thank you very much. 